Hello, welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Dear Writer. Today, it is another one of our culture and creativity episodes, and we're going to be talking about the challenges associated with accepting feedback and critiques, which I think everyone's had, you know, some experience in this. We've had someone read some of your work and they're like, oh, it's maybe not for me, or they give you, you know, some potentially negative feedback. You know, hopefully it's positive. So we thought we could have a bit of a, a bit of a chat about how the best way to deal with that is. And like these shorter episodes, we will jump straight into the discussion. So anyways, when I was doing the research for this episode, I found a really interesting quote. I thought I'd read it out because I thought it kind of encapsulates the whole kind of thing we're trying to talk about today. So the quote was, criticism like rain should be gentle enough to nourish a man's growth without destroying his roots. What do you think, Sarah? It's encapsulates exactly what we're going to try and talk about today. Yeah, I really like that quote because I do think criticism is really helpful or critique is really helpful. I don't like calling it criticism, even though sometimes that's what it feels like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's probably my, my only thing that I would say about that quote I don't like the word criticism because I feel like it's more critique (laughs) Um, (laughs) but at the same time you know I feel it does encapsulate that it is something that's needed but you don't want to overdo it so much that you destroy all your confidence so yeah I I definitely agree I thought it was a good lead-in to start the conversation off Um, and especially with these episodes we're obviously mostly talking about writing and critique and feedback and that obviously you can apply it to a lot of different things in your life as well like work and whatnot but if we stick to writing I thought we could start with the question why should writers look to get feedback on their writing in the first place kind of make logical spot to start before we talk about how we deal with feedback Sarah, did you want to go first? Yeah. So my thoughts on that was, well, number one, it's dependent on your goal as a writer. So if you only ever plan to write for yourself, then sure, feedback might not be as necessary or at all necessary as long as you are happy with your writing and enjoying the process. But as soon as that goal changes to something more along the lines of, I want to share my writing with other people, then feedback becomes a crucial element in the process because to keep the attention of our readers, we need to understand what captivates them and how we can improve our writing so that they can see the world that we've created as we see it. And considering we can't inhabit their minds in the same way we do with our characters, the best way to do this is by asking them for feedback. So I think that's generally why it's important. What about you, Ashley? Oh, I definitely agree. It's so difficult, kind of feeding off the vein that you were talking about. It's so difficult to be objective about your own work. You can read something, well, you read your own work like hundreds of times and 
it's hard to be as critical as you want to be. And so it's really useful to have other people taking a look at it. One, because they have fresh eyes, but two, generally, if you've chosen your readers right, they're people who would be interested in the type of thing that you're writing. And so it's good to have their opinion just to kind of test the waters, see how your book or whatever you're writing, how it's going. And like Sarah said before, it's really is one of the best ways to improve your writing if that's what your aim is. And for me personally, I just generally the type of person I am, I do always like to improve and get better. I don't like it when you know, I get frustrated when, you know, you're kind of stuck in the same thing. So getting feedback on your work, both the actual physical writing style like you have, but also like your story structure and things like that. It's really, really useful for you. And I always find it's just so helpful. They shine light on such interesting things about your writing that you never noticed like yourself. So, so yeah, I was going to mention this section. I have done a couple blog posts about feedback sort of generally if you wanted to check them out so one's called accepting corrections which is more about editing um, and the other is called feedback the good the bad and the ugly so if you want to check those out then you can they're up on our blog yeah I guess we've sort of talked about why feedback for writers is important the next step is how do you go about getting feedback it can be difficult to you know actually take the first step to ask someone for feedback. So I thought we could talk about some of the reasons why people might be a bit hesitant to go out and ask people for feedback in the first place. I think that's probably a very real thing a lot of writers come across at some point in their writing journey. Definitely. So it's a very personal question and people have different answers for this kind of thing. But for me, there's two main things and they're both really based on fears, I guess. So I get scared, especially if I'm sharing it with someone who is close to me in particular. And the first thing that I fear is that someone's going to hate every single bit of the story and tell me the whole thing needs to be rewritten. (laughs) (laughs) That would just be so demoralizing for me. I'd be like, well, you write it. If you don't like yeah. the entire story, then clearly you, you think you can it. do it better. I'm imagining Sarah like throwing her like papers in the air at someone. Well, you do it. <laughs> Pretty much. And, you know, like I can rewrite pieces, even whole chapters, and I can deal with critique. But if yeah, someone were to tell me that I needed to rewrite the entire book and that it was total rubbish, that would be very deflating. <laughs> I think it'd be deflating for anybody. Um, it hasn't happened yet. No. But it, you know, it's a fear. It's a very real fear that I think probably quite a few people have. I th- well, it's such so personal writing. So yeah. you can see how it would be like it is a fear because it's like you that they're like, feels like it's directly you, if that makes any sense. Which brings me to my second point, oh. which is like very related to that where I think it can be really hard to separate the work that you've created from yourself so that any criticism of it feels intensely personal especially if you're like me and work in some of your own beliefs and your own traits into your characters it can feel like an attack (laughs) and I still struggle to share my work with my husband because let's be honest he is 
not really good at sandwiching his critique and positive comments. <laughs> and so when you add what I've said before into the mix about it being really personal, it typically ends in an argument. <laughs> as much as I hate to admit it you know I mean it's both of us he could word it better I need to take it less personally but you know because most of his critique is actually helpful once I manage to get some perspective (laughs) on it but yeah I find I guess as a third thing is that I really struggle to find people to read it to because even though I find it hard to take the critique from people that I know well those are also the people who I trust enough to give me the most honest and helpful feedback (laughs) it's funny one of those like double-edged swords like you need them but you also like don't want to share it with them and they're often the ones who are the most blunt as well so I find it something that I've noticed is I also find it easier to share my and Ashley's work not because I shift all the blame onto onto Ashley (laughs) it's like Ashley wrote that part not me (laughs) no I don't I don't really do that but because I think I feel less personally involved with it and view it more as a piece of work than a part of me when it's a combined effort so Mm -hmm. I found it's a lot harder to share the the book that I've written by myself than it is has been to share the other books that we have together so I thought that was kind of interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. You have to tell us in the future when you write one by yourself, whether you have the <laughs> yeah. same experience. <laughs> I will. So what was your thoughts on why people might be unwilling to share their work and receive feedback? Well, similar vein to you. The first part is I also agree. It's a personal, you know, it's a personal experience. So I can only share how I felt about it. And I wasn't say I used to be really, really terrified of people reading it. And like you said, in particular, the people close to me. But it wasn't because I was worried about them saying, like, I had to rewrite the whole thing and it was terrible. It's more about I was worried what they would think about, like, judging the story itself that I, like, put out. You know, like, they read something like, oh, Ashley wrote that romance scene. That's really weird. Like, (laughs) passing judgment like that rather than the actual quality of the writing. Or, you know, oh, what if they think this this part's really embarrassing? Or, oh, what if it's, like, really disturbing and then they're, like, worried about me, like, mentally? Like, Mm. kind of like that rather than the quality of the writing. Used to have that with the Black Sky series that we we've written when we first started it. I remember not sharing it, especially with teachers for that very particular reason you know growing up in a Christian environment and a very Christian school and in writing a book on war it's like (laughs) no don't read that (laughs) I've built up this whole great facade that I'm like a studious quiet you know lovely student who is really good at English and (laughs) then you're going to read this and you're going to be like what the heck (laughs) who is this person So I definitely relate to that. I feel like (laughs) I've grown out of that a lot, though. I've gotten better at it. I kind of, after just sharing it a lot more, it's less, it's less scary now and it's okay. I do occasionally, you know, I'm kind of like, oh, what are they going to think? But I'm like, no, it's fine. Like, you know, you're writing for people to read it in the first place. So if you're too afraid to let people read it, then, well, you need to, I guess, 
find a way to get over that. And for me, I guess it was just repetitive sharing and kind of it, you just eventually got over it. Yeah. Eventually. For some things. We'll see how we're coming up to a couple chapters in the Ancient Greece book, though, that I'm a bit like, mm, I don't know how the critique group's going to like it, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was like well the whole world's gonna read it one day so may as well you know at least they're my friends (laughs) um the second issue kind of like you was actually finding people who would I guess to read it for me but give me good feedback like you said it's well even then like some people you think would be willing to read it but then they don't read it so it's like finding people who are happy to read it and will give you really good feedback and then eventually trying to figure out how to actually be like Hey, so like I've written this book. Um, you didn't know that about me, but I have written it. Do you want to read it for me and then critique it as well, please? <laughs> I kind of always felt like that's how it went down. Um, it's probably a more <laughs> yeah. elegant way of asking for feedback. But you're always like, you know, I'm a writer. Um, I've never said this to you before, but I do want you to read this book, please. <laughs> yeah, it's always an interesting conversation when you have it the first time with people who, you know, you've met and they, they know like a fair amount about you, just not necessarily that you write. <laughs> I, I'm meeting my in-laws and my husband's family, for example, it's like, you know, you want to share it because it's, it's part of you. Like well, going back to what I said before, the work isn't, but being a writer is part of you. So you want to share that fact. And you're like, it sounds really strange, though, if I say that I write fictional stories about teenagers in the middle of a war. That's the worst bit when they're like, oh, what do you write? And you're like, it's, it's complicated. Um, <laughs> I'll be like, but... well, it helps having the genre, actually. So if no. anyone's listening to this and they're struggling, it helps to, to share the genre first to be like, oh, yeah, no, I've written a young adult dystopian fiction. Like, that's kind of a better entrance into it and then you're like it's you know it's about this and then it sounds slightly less weird than just pulling it out of the blue (laughs) I definitely agree the genre helps I used to always lead with the oh we're writing an adult historical fiction set in ancient Greece and also the the three book series that's YA and then like stumbling through the rest of it but now that we have (laughs) the genre it's definitely more helpful the other thing to note that I, I do want to add is that you'd be surprised how random other people's log lines are. Because I, I thought it was just ours for the longest time. I was like, why is our book so weird? And then I started reading, you know, these, these books on writing and reading other log lines. And I was like, like there was one, I remember an, an example in a book where these people were like, I, I don't even know whether they were like, fighting over a cake or something I I have no idea it was really strange and I was like well done for turning that into like a one sentence log line because <laughs> it sounds really weird but maybe it works maybe it works <laughs> so there are probably stranger log lines than yours out there <laughs> yeah log lines are they're interesting they um. do <laughs> I remember having a very similar conversation with James and eventually him like calming me down and being like, if I wrote that for like some other books, like it would just be so bizarre. And I was like, that's a really good point. Yeah. I think he was like doing, um, I think we we're talking about old man in the sea and he was just like, a man goes fishing 
And I was like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> like, fair enough. And catches a marlin. I'm like, okay, fair enough. It's all right. Like, you know, they can be really different. Okay. Anyways, moving, going back to talking about feedback, I thought the next logical step to take would be to have a bit of a chat about how we like to receive feedback. Like in an ideal world, how would we like people to give us feedback uh, and why do we like it that way? So you might have picked up from before that I like feedback sandwiches in quotation marks. I'm not, I can't remember exactly what they're called, but you know, I can deal with straight up feedback, but when giving and receiving feedback, I tend to structure it more like, you know, I really liked this part. I think this part needs more work. Overall, these are the things that could be improved, but I think you did this really well. And for me, that really softens the blow a bit. <laughs> so that's how I generally like to receive it. And, you know, I think Ashley's going to touch on this point, but giving the why someone doesn't like something is immensely important, though I recognize, you know, often, especially if the person who's giving you feedback doesn't write creatively themselves, then they might be able to tell you, I don't like this bit. But sometimes you have to be the detective to work it out. And so, you know, I'll be asking questions like, why didn't you like it? What did you feel when reading this bit? Was it the tone that you didn't like? Or was it something the character did? And what was going on in this piece that didn't work for you? So, you know, trying to get to the bottom of it with, the person who's giving you feedback can be really helpful. Like don't just settle for this sucks. <laughs> That's like the most unhelpful feedback, the, the sucks part, or even sometimes it is even when they can't tell you exactly why, like they'll be like, I don't, something about this just feels wrong. It's better than just saying the sucks. <laughs> yeah. Often that sometimes feedback that I give to some of the people in my critique group, I'm like, I can't, I cannot figure out what part of this paragraph is wrong, but there's something in here that isn't quite working. And I'll often be like, maybe you just need to just rewrite the paragraph and that might solve it, but you know, there's something. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, like Sarah mentioned, I really like to know the why. And I try and give the why as well, because I find that that's definitely the best kind of feedback. I don't necessarily, like Sarah, need the compliment sandwich. It just came to me. <laughs> compliment sandwich. The compliment See, I sandwich. thought that it was going to be the compliment sandwich, but then I didn't write that because I was like, well, the compliments are a part of it, but that's not really what it's about. Like, it's, So then I just renamed it the feedback sandwich <laughs> because... That's like, it would be like, you know, calling a chicken sandwich a lettuce sandwich. Do you know what I mean? Like the, <laughs> yeah. the lettuce is not the main event here. <laughs> so that's why I didn't want to like say compliment sandwich. But yeah, anyways, sorry. <laughs> I don't mind being told like just straight up what is the issue with it. Because I do want to be told when stuff is bad because... You know, even though sometimes you're like, oh, that's, you know, that was like my favorite sentence. <laughs> and they're like, nah, yeah. I don't think you need this. It's still, it's still, you know, you need to want to be told it. So I've kind of learned not to expect the 
positive feedback to surround it. Um, as long as they can give me actual reasons why they don't like it, then I can usually swallow it down okay. <laughs> yeah. So moving along from that, I thought we could then talk about, you know, how we deal with getting some of the more negative feedback, not like the really, you know, horrible stuff where people just hate your work in general. But, you know, sometimes it can be, like I mentioned before, when you've spent ages working on a paragraph and you think the description is really good and you're like, oh, it's just too much description. I don't like it. And you're like, oh, okay, thanks for that. (laughs) What are some methods that we use to deal with negative feedback? Yeah, probably won't go on this too much because I know that you cover it quite well in what you have kind of written in your notes. But I tend to, as I said before, ask for the specifics because it's really that you need to rewrite the entire thing. It's usually just one or two things that are kind of mucking it up for their experience reading it. So understanding what it is is really important. But yeah, I I mean, it kind of comes down to what I was talking about before as well is to separate yourself from the work and view it as objectively as possible. As much as you may have put your heart and soul into it, it isn't you. (laughs) You will create many, many things in your lifetime. And though they might reflect some of your thoughts and feelings, you continue to change and grow every day while your work um, or the end product of your work stays static. And writing is a skill you possess. And like all skills, it needs to be honed. It's not a belief or a quality that makes up your being. So I think remembering that enables you to maintain a bit of distance between yourself and what you've written. And then you can take the critique a little bit less personally. So I think that really helps. Yeah, it's good advice. (laughs) Keeping everything in perspective. Because it is easy to, you know, when you hear that thing, you always have that reaction. You're like, but... Mm-hmm. especially like to remember talking about my husband reading it like <laughs> I recently finally found the courage to give to give him like this book that I'd done by myself and I was like I need you to read this because I mean he he is a good writer himself and he he knows good work when he sees it so I was like yeah I need you to go through this and he gets through like literally the first page and he's like I can already see quite a few things wrong. And I'm like, it's okay. You can tell me like, (laughs) I want to know so I can fix it. And so, you know, he starts off and he's like, some of them were like language specific things because I'd set it in Canada. And even though I have a fairly good grasp on things that are Canadian and things that are New Zealand, there's still certain things like he's like, we wouldn't use cobbles. It would be cobblestones or something like that. Can't even remember now. But then like just little tiny things like that. But then he did like, I don't know, five or six of them in a row. And then like occasionally has like a slightly dry comment on something. And then by the end of it, I was like, you know, you're just tearing apart the entire book. (laughs) You've only gotten through the first page. So, but I, you know, I recognize that I probably was quite involved with it. (laughs) 
and I am working on it. It's it's a hard thing to do to separate yourself, like when you've put that much effort into something, and especially with someone who's really close to you, it's hard, but it can be done. <laughs> yes, and they always give what it feels like the most brutal feedback because James has read a lot of our stuff, and a lot of his feedback we've had we have had to address um, in the past as well because he'll be like, "This makes no sense." Like why this, I don't understand this. And you'll be like, mm, okay, okay. And then I'll be like, Sarah, I think we have a problem. <laughs> um, his is less language specific. His is more, well, because yeah. he's dyslexic. So he'll often be like, is this a real word? <laughs> or is it just my dyslexia? Just, you know, I think it's, they say that you shouldn't share your work with your family because you won't get an honest feedback and you'll just get good feedback. I think that's completely untrue. I'm just going to put that out there. I agree. I think it's completely untrue. I think you're more likely to get really honest feedback and not necessarily put in the kindest of terms. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, like, so, you know, sometimes you might not want to because that it can you know, be a, a cause of arguments as I've described <laughs> or, you know, so it kind of depends on your relationship a bit and maybe they're not readers in which case, you know, maybe you're better finding critique from somewhere else, but if your partner or, you know, your parents or uh, writers or group, big readers themselves and their opinion might be totally valid. So Definitely. I would disagree with the... <laughs> They only give you good feedback, kind of. Sarah's like, I have not experienced this. <laughs> no, never, <laughs> never. Not even with like, you know, I've given some, gotten my younger brother to read some, for example. And I mean, he, he's a bit kinder with his feedback, <laughs> but it's not, you know, completely, this is amazing. I'm, you know, going to proclaim this to the world. There's always something wrong with it. <laughs> so just just saying that. Sorry. So how about you? So for me, I always try, well, for my experience at least, I think that no feedback is actually as bad as you think it is. Sometimes it's just how it's delivered to you and I guess how you end up receiving it because often people tend to give you feedback in kind of a reactionary way if that makes any sense so it comes across quite negative but when you dig down into it it's not as bad as you think it is so usually after I receive some you know feedback that hurts a bit I'll like just take a moment and then try and ask them questions about what exactly they're trying to say because sometimes I'll get like, this is boring. And then, you know, so I'm asking, you know, like, why is it boring? Is it because there's too much description? So you can't follow because you can't follow the plot. Are you just confused at the plot? And you kind of just skipped over it, which is why it's boring. You know, there's lots of lots of reasons why they may have given you that comment. Sometimes it's just that they've often it's just that they've misinterpreted what I've written which is really helpful feedback in itself because if someone's getting confused at what you've written then obviously you need to rewrite it so it might not be that it's terrible it's just they've accidentally or 
you haven't written something as clear as you could have and you've confused them. And then kind of the last couple of things I'd mention is always keep in mind who you've gotten to read your work. In our critique group that we have, we have about seven of us and all of us write in different genres. So, you know, if you're sharing a YA piece and you have someone who writes high epic fantasy criticizing your YA romantic fiction, some of the feedback they give you, you know, might not be exactly the feedback that you need. So always keep that in mind. Who is giving you the feedback and why might they be giving it to you in the way that they are? Uh, that's one thing we often have in our feedback in our critique groups. I'll be like, so I don't know if it's just me, but I write romance. Um, and in this piece of epic high fantasy, I am really confused with this passage. You know, it's like a world building passage or something. And they're like, I, I, you know, it could just be me because I don't ever read the genre, but this is what, you know, I think, and they can take it or leave it with whatever you've given them. The thing that I would add to that as well is sometimes they'll give you feedback that they might not necessarily like a character or a situation, but it could be intended for you. (laughs) We've had that quite a few times where they'll be like, oh, I don't like this character, you know, maybe make this character more likable or something. And you're like, well, considering what happens later, you're not really supposed to like this character. Yeah. (laughs) So in in those cases, I often go, you know, yay, (laughs) I I got what I wanted to across there. And, you know, that's okay if they can't necessarily see the big picture, especially if they've only had like a small portion of the book. Yeah. So that's always something to keep in mind as well. Even if they don't necessarily like it, is that what you intended? It's a very good point because we've had that quite a bit. We had I don't like this person. Especially with one of our characters in our ancient Greece book, where there's a fairly main character, but we kind of thought it, it's okay that he's not super likable at the start because he has a long journey to make. He's got some serious <laughs> flaws. <laughs> yes, and I was gonna say that it's a very long yeah, book. So <laughs> we kind of set him up for that purposefully and so when people were like oh he's a bit what did they they call him (laughs) they thought I think they thought he was a bit of a weasel a bit cowardly yeah yeah his motivations were rather dubious and I was like yes this we've managed (laughs) to at least get that across you know (laughs) (laughs) yep it's okay though because we have other likable like protagonist type characters that'll save the cat so to speak if you've listened to talking shop episodes so he's allowed to not be super likable yes the question will be whether we can redeem him a little bit as we go Mm -hmm. along we shall see i think so i think so too should we move on to talking about how sometimes you know one of the reasons getting feedback is so difficult is because you know we're all a bit you know because it's so personal writing it can bring across or bring up quite a lot of self-doubt when you get negative feedback and I thought we could talk a little bit about how we deal with that because I'm sure both of us have come across it at some point and I think a lot of writers have 
Yeah. So, you know, I've kind of gone into this a little bit already, but I think it's evident that I do have a fair amount of (laughs) self-doubt. You know, I can look at something one day, think it's absolutely terrible. And then the next day in a different frame of mind, read over the same thing and realize, you know, it's not that bad. It actually might be kind of (laughs) good. And so this is where I find feedback is immensely helpful because my mind likes to play tricks on me and I struggle to see sometimes whether I'm being too hard on myself or too soft. And more times than not, I've been far too hard on myself and am genuinely surprised at receiving positive feedback. And when it's not positive, it usually makes it clearer as to why I didn't like it and what needs to change. So I guess you could say that I rely on feedback as a way to clear the muddy waters of self-doubt and cut to the truth of it. So that's kind of how I I view the role of feedback and self-doubt. Might be a good thing rather than (laughs) a bad thing. And so we've had this happen even for me as well quite a few times with our ancient Greece book in our critique group where if we feel like oh yes. it's a really bad chapter that they're going to read and then they read it like oh it's well it was great and you're like yeah. is it and you're like, and like, what world are you on maybe we're being a little harsh on, on each other but especially <laughs> that I just I just remember the going back to the past chapter I totally <laughs> expected that one to fall face first and yeah. to be a complete failure. And mostly the feedback group seemed to like it. So <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. You're like, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so for me, with respects to self-doubt, I used to be really self-conscious of my writing and, you know, I would take feedback really to heart but I've kind of mentioned this before but that all changed when I started working in academia and I remember very clearly actually it was when I was writing my thesis and I had handed in I actually even took a photo of this for proof and I've said it to my critique group a few times being like if you need to be harsh like remember this is feedback I received once and it's fine (laughs) Um, so after one I, I submitted a First of all, I was told I was only allowed to submit five pages at a time. And when you have a 300 page thesis, you know that this is like going to take a long time to get feedback. And also when they're like, only give me five pages, you're like, oh, why can't I give him 10? You know, it's obviously struggling to get through it. And I handed in this one particular section, five pages of work. And when it got back to me, he had crossed out all of the pages and not even just like, through the page he'd done it line by line of the entire five pages and rewritten it in his in his own words like above the page and I was just like seriously like not even one word of this you know passage of work was good enough and could could make it so I was obviously quite upset about it and I was talking to James and then he, he like read it and he was like he said the same things that you said he just said it in a different way and I was like okay, like, you know, what, what are you trying to say? And then I kind of ended up realizing that, you know, people have 
different opinions about things. And just because some people like things done one way, it doesn't mean that the way that you've done it is wrong or worse. Some people are just super picky. They like it done like their way or no other way at all. And I got immense satisfaction when we submitted a paper together and then he had like rewritten a passage of mine and then the editor had critiqued his piece that he had written and like taken out words. He's like, I don't like this word. It doesn't make any sense. And I was like, oh my gosh, it goes both ways. (laughs) So now, not that I don't get self-doubt, but I've learned, you know, that it's people's opinions are different and it's okay if people don't like parts of your work and maybe it's for a good reason and you do need to change things but sometimes their style is also just different to yours so I like to keep that in perspective and that helps me a lot these days I mostly get usually self-doubt happens when I've got other things going on in my life and I don't have time to you know or the energy to try and keep things in perspective so generally when that happens I tend to take a couple of days off writing and then revisit my writing and the feedback when I've calmed down and have a clearer head. And usually by that point, I'm like, okay, you know, this feedback isn't as bad as I thought it was before. Like, it's all right. I can, I can deal with this. So that's kind of my two cents on self-doubt. Yeah. I assume we're probably running short on time at this point. I feel like we've been talking quite a lot. (laughs) Uh, So maybe we should wrap it up there. If you want to be on one of our author spotlight sections, there are still some spots left. So just head on over to our website at lindersoncreations.com and hover your mouse over the podcast tab and you should find a link to an application form to apply. And next time on Dear Writer, it's our author spotlight interview series. And we're very excited to have another um, interview to share with you all. And if you'd like to know more about us, or any of our writing projects, you can visit us at lindersoncreations.com or get in contact with us on Facebook or Instagram under the handle Lindison Creations. If you enjoy the show, then please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. And we'll be back next week. Happy writing, everyone. <laughs>